Welcome back to another episode of Sometimes Crypto. The Unscripted Crypto Podcast. Ayo. That's what I like to hear. <laughs> All right. So today's episode comes from big news that came out last year, last week. Wow. That was a slip up of the time frame. Um, MetaMask is updating its terms and conditions. Dog, I'm going to be honest with you, I don't want to care about MetaMask right now. <laughs> so screw that guy. <laughs> we'll get to MetaMask, dog. We'll the fact to... you're starting on MetaMask with everything that happened this week. Uh, lots have happened, I know. Okay. You start with the wrong I'm one? I'm going with what we said we were going to do. Forget what we said. I said what we were going to do. Forget what we said. We said, we said. You're going to the plan when the plan was thrown out the window the minute this guy started talking on every social media platform known to exist. I knew. I knew. How are we gonna I knew guy? this was going to happen. I knew, I knew this was going to happen. <laughs> okay. So we're not talking about MetaMask right now. That's going to be for later on in this episode. Because right now we're going to talk about SBF. Okay. SBF. How that man has gone every Twitter space, New York Times event thing, just sat there. He's a madman. Dude, why? (laughs) Absolute madman. I saw that first first, uh, interview he did with that dude from, uh, I think his name is Andy from CNBC. Oh, yeah, that one. Yeah, and I was like, I was watching that one with my dad, actually, and he's like, what is he? And my dad was like, what is he doing? <laughs> he's like, he's actually going on talking about this stuff right now. So the most famous question I saw, I heard was, did you know? On every everything he went, Twitter space, these interviews, the live event that he went to in New York that they interviewed him, they're like, did you know? And he gives the most... Bullshit, elusive, elusive. not elusive, elusive answer known to human history. He's like, well, is that well? Listen, there was a margin position. I didn't know it was that big. I thought it was a little less. And and you know, we also had a platform where you can margin trade on our. So maybe the users got mislabeled. I'm just there, like, what do you? Assume there are users who who did take the margins, and those users got their went to Alameda to to the other company. That's a lot of money. Yeah. No, he acted like he didn't know, but like he he knew. He obviously knew. Yeah, like if it, like it, this like, was not like he's well aware. He just doesn't see what he was what was going on as something that was going on incorrectly. No, you're 100. I the fact that he said that. No, I think that's what he wants everyone to believe. Yeah, it's what he wants people to believe. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. No, no, I agree. He wants people to believe that he he's like kind of airheaded out. Yeah, but it's but not. no, like, no. He could ab- You could obviously see that like the guy was yeah, well, he exactly what he did. He knew what he was doing. The dude said, "I don't." The dude said the other day. He, he describes it. He describes exactly what, what was going on. <laughs> That's the funny part. He describes it, but like in such a way where he's like, uh, yeah. he's like, they had a position. It was just a little bigger than what we thought. It's like ten billion dollars bigger than what you thought. It's crazy. That was funny, but. That guy's wild. So why isn't he in jail yet? Like, why hasn't he been prosecuted? I am so frustrated. He should be indicted. Absolutely. Well, he also said that as soon as he reviews all the information that DOJ he has... DOJ should just take executive order, just take him in, and then be like, who wants Who wants it? Well, no. <laughs> who wants the case? They, he's like, I will go ahead and testify to what happened after I know all the information that happened. But he's not CEO of... of uh, FTX anymore Doesn't so his matter. information is very limited on what he has access to right now. no it's not I mean I don't think no. it's limited <laughs> at all maybe it's limited from what you can see on the FTX US side because mm-hmm. I think that's where he's not CEO any, like he's not CEO of any of them 
but I'm sure he has access to. Yeah, I mean, he's, he's obviously very, he's very. Yeah, he's very in, obviously. Because also, this is a big ass topic. People are reporting this topic accurately. This is going to be spoken about for like a handful of years. Yeah, but I'm saying there, social media, not social media, a mainstream media, meaning see all these news articles. You're not saying what happened. They're assuming it's like crypto related, not the fact that there was corporate fraud that occurred and corporate like, yeah. so, malpractice. Yeah, so the fact that this is a, a crypto company, the second largest crypto exchange in the world, was. was um, everyone saying, oh, crypto's obviously fake, obviously scams. And I was like, well, no, nothing's wrong with the tech. Nothing's happened with the tech. It's just this one entity who's issued out their own currency that committed a bunch of different like a whole list of fraud well yeah not just that also all the companies that went bankrupt before him celsius voyager uh arrow uh i forgot green arrow oh not green arrow some other thing uh, all those companies that he that went bankrupt he had he had loans with mm-hmm. and if they went to the bank bankruptcy filing and those positions were called he would have to pay the loans so instead of paying the loans for Voyager and Blockify, he was just going to buy them all, uh, completely outright. He bought out the company. Well, or the he attempted. Yeah. Then he went bankrupt. Then <laughs> a, a couple months later, he got margin called. He got, well, you know, it is what it is, and that end. Yeah, he was just like using all of the, all of FTX's clients' funds for things in such a way that. Yeah, dude was buying assets, t- borrowing money that did from air, because he he was borrowing off at mainly FTT, but also Seoul, because he held since he held ten percent of Seoul, he had such control of the market. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he could. they're saying that that's part of the reason why Seoul pumped the mm-hmm. way it did, because he bought up so much of the market share. And then was it eight percent? Ten. Ten. And then FTT was their largest position, and they were just able to recollateralize the FTT and just print more. Super, super shady. But uh, I was listening to a podcast. Michael Saylor was on. He was saying that everything that's uh, by a centralized agency should be classified as a cur- as a security and be regulated. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. So which is all the difference assets. between the difference between yeah security and a commodity are like big big differences. Um, and not big, but yes. Yeah, big in the sense that like the it's not going. It, no centralized ape, uh, thing can dictate its price on the a commod- on a commodity. Mm-hmm. No centralized things can dictate, dictate its price. That's a commodity. Uh-huh. Meaning gold is not dictated yeah. by the CEO of gold. Yeah. Gold is just gonna fluctuate with the markets. Uh-huh. That's why it's con- it's a commodity. Mm-hmm. While a stock is a security because it's con- you're expected from this centralized agency yeah, or entity to yeah. produce profits. Yeah, there's like some level of trust within that that agency that they're gonna be acting in your best interest. Yeah, they have for fiduciary duties. Fiduciary. Which in this case, FTX broke every regulation that existed. Yeah, FTX was doing. <laughs> why do you think they're based in the Bahamas? Yeah, they just went shopping. It's a terrible shit show. There are gonna be lots of books written on that. It's gonna be studied in in, they're in, like, in the universe. They said in the podcast on PBD's podcast, they're like, he's gonna have five movies made, three TV shows based off of him. 
from all just like from every piece of it. All right, I'm done with my SPF my SPF tangent. You can go to wherever you want now. No, oh, actually, uh, the that CEO of uh, of Alameda, the chick, the chick, yeah, she was spotted in New York City. When they she, should be scooped up too. When she was supposedly like about like supposedly supposed to be in Hong Kong. There's, scooped up. Yeah, everyone should have been scooped up. Everybody should have been, been like scooped, scooped up. up. So like I saw a picture of her like oh, they're like oh report says that she's over here in New York City in a specific like coffee Thing. shop. And the baristas apparently that was in the picture also was like yeah that's definitely her. And then I, I saw like another tweet after. It was the distance from the coffee shop to the Department of Justice in New York City. It was like twenty minute walk. It's like, oh look, you're not far. Just just turn, just go right there. I think they should all get scooped up. Yep. Yeah, they, they. I'm surprised they haven't been. Yeah. But then again, that's what happens when you donate millions of dollars to politicians on both sides. Yeah, politicians. They, <laughs> but I think it was. I don't think it was just. Uh, F- it was. It was the it second. Was, guy. It was everyone inside. No, not. It was just like the. No, no. The, SBF donated to the Democrats. He was the second largest. Uh, the second largest. Uh-huh. But they're they're speculating he should the company should have donated to politicians in general. Mm. Oh, a billion dollars. Oh, a, yeah, a billion dollars in the first year. Yeah, he was the second largest for the Democrats, and then I think his CFO, someone in ftx was the second large the yeah. third largest for the republicans yeah, coo i believe it was something yeah but c level executive of- it was a c level it was some guy that knew what to do yeah that's why they're like oh that's why there's not being talked in the media because they paid off every everyone problem. everyone is important everyone's, that, paid everyone's been paid off everyone's with a and also not just that now the politicians have stolen money fraud money they gotta return that money that's what everyone's saying. But you can't return the money if it's gone. You can't return the money if it's gone. You're right. Now we got to see who got it. That's right, simple. Just print some more money. He's <laughs> like making the problem worse. I'm sorry. So, on to a, a topic of exchanges mm-hmm. before we get to the MetaMask. I just, okay. You just don't want to talk about MetaMask. That's fine. Honestly, I found it so unimportant after <laughs> I found everything else. And everything else came up after. Yeah, yeah. So, I feel like it's yeah, time. Yeah, like, Current events, we go to the latest one now. Yeah, we'll, the, go, we'll go into like the other stuff afterwards. That's fair. No, no that's fair. I just want to I just wanna, like see your reaction. Plus, you I just said. want to throw you off. I was expecting you to try to do that. At this point, I just want to throw you off. Because I know you didn't prepare for any of the things I, I was, thought of. I was expecting you to do that. What am I always prepared? Sure. <laughs> always. What are you going to do? Wait, wait, Throw it at me. Throw it at me. Oh, <laughs> So, like, what are exchanges liabilities? What's their biggest liability? If you, since you said throw it at you. The exchange's biggest liability? Yeah. Um, An exchange. Returning the, oh, an exchange. The ones that don't carry assets for themselves, for the, for the clients? Like, as in. All exchanges carry assets for their clients. Okay, that's, that's typically their biggest liability. He's right. So an exchange's biggest liability is obviously having enough assets to cover what their clients have bought. Yeah, whatever they owe their clients. Correct, though. So CZ was going off on everybody. Oh, show your reports, your whatever, to show that you actually do have enough. You know, what are your reserves? You proof, want proof of reserves. Proof of re- oh, I was going to say proof of funds. Pro- no. Proof of reserves. It's proof of reserves is what he was looking for. And CZ was sending out his wallet addresses. Like, mm-hmm. oh, we have this wallet. These wallet addresses have X amount of funds mm-hmm. in. And then he caught, as we talked about, I said CZ Twitter fingers. He called out this guy from Coinbase saying out, oh, proof your proof of your funds. Coinbase is like, I don't need to. I am regulated by the U.S. government. Mm-hmm. 
to the highest degree I have to report every other day. So no need, here's this instead. But then other exchanges were posting theirs. And they're all like, people started saying, that's not proof of reserve, you just have funds in those wallets. Kraken has an aspect in their uh, exchange where you can see what is their liability to uh, asset ratio, mm-hmm. meaning if they can, yeah, cover. how much they have to owe, how much they owe their clients, but and then how, how much, much they have like on them. Yeah, because ultimately that's the important part. It's not, it doesn't matter how much you owe someone or how much you have. It is the can both. It's, it's the both of them. Yeah, it's either you have to have more. You you, you just need to have more on you than what well, you, was going to be called for. Was going to called for. Yeah. So a bunch of these exchanges are not going through the proper uh, audit process, third party, to then to. <laughs> To be correctly proof of reserve to see if they have enough to cover or see or just see where they are in standings which i find crazy that this is something that they want to implement now to double check this after the fear of it going down i'm like do you guys not know that you guys have enough to cover yeah like i don't they're like i don't know no i think what it is is they just want to have like um a good standing with the public figures public authority not public just the public the public the public um because if they don't do that then they're gonna have like a bad rap like oh like it's not us doing it just it's there's a third party that they're paying anyways so yeah i do think i think coinbase is the best one in terms of a centralized exchange because it's regulated by the united states government not just because it's regulated it's into the degree it's a publicly traded company. Yeah. It's not just regulated it's as not, a yeah, private not, company. Yeah, a this is publicly public. traded, meaning everybody needs to not saying not saying things can be shady. Yeah. But but information the least amount of uh, risk because all the information has to be publicly announced mm-hmm. with an X amount of time from everything else. Uh, I just felt like that was good to share. Yeah, absolutely. I mean and all these exchanges are not going through that audit process, so they should have better numbers coming out. They should have the numbers coming then, out. Yeah. So. How much? What? What's what? Are they going to be posting that like just on their websites, on their Twitter? So that's something they were talking about. Discord, so I'm assuming. Um, it really depends. Uh, everyone's just been doing it on Twitter as a Times Square, because you know Elon's goat like that. But from what I saw, crack, they're saying that it should be more like the way Kraken does it, that you, you, it shouldn't have to be like the exchange posting and you see it. It should be like, there should be somewhere we can just click on to check. It's just crazy that we, they don't know. Or if they do know, it's like, oh, we don't. There should be live information. Right? Especially because like, there's a lot of movement. If people are pulling out funds, especially mm-hmm. off exchanges now because of the whole debacle, it means there's way they're going to have way less like assets on hand yeah because people are pulling out yeah people are pulling out because they're afraid of further collapse crypto crashes yeah fun i mean bitcoin held up pretty well after ftx fell this isn't done it's not done no bitcoin reached 17k yesterday this isn't done we're entering the recession we're entering the recession that's what william says that's just, yeah. We've been in a recession, dude. <laughs> no, you know, we, we've yeah. been in a recession. Well, technically, no, we broke that out because we, oh, had, we came out of the. Yeah, we, our third quarter was up. It was up. Okay. 2.6 from it being down. So okay. we technically broke out of it. We were in a recession earlier this year. We're not. We are in a recession. One positive quarter isn't 
It shows growth, but it's fake growth. It's uh, is that what it is? It's yeah, it's fake GDP. Like, okay. They're, Adjusted numbers. Nothing's changed for it to be a recession. To to be not. If anything, everyone's saying there's a recession, a thousand percent gonna happen next year. The only way a, th- a recession can happen a thousand percent next year is because it's already started here. Mm-hmm. Two, six months ago, when everything came down. Yeah. I mean, the last bull run was like a, a long, long. I'm not talking about like crypto bull run. I mean, like just overall, like GDP, American GDP. From 2010, mm-hmm. things crashed 2008, 2009. Mm-hmm. Bull run started to happen again 2010, 11. Like, 2010, just market started yeah. to go back up. Yeah, market started to go. That's and then I mean. market continue, continued continue to go up until COVID. For like 12 years. And then COVID caused a huge crash because everything just stopped and fear happened. Yeah, market crashed down. We printed 40% of the money we have in circulation. Should just skyrocket up again. And now they're like, we need to control the rate. Yeah. Because there's too much free money. Way too much inflation. And now they're like, rates are up. Which they said that they're not going to raise the rate as high. As as much. I think that's cap. (laughs) What number do you think are going to raise the rate? Let's throw a number out there. Predictions. Um, Interest uh, rate for December. Coming out, I think, next week. Next week, is it? I think so. I think so. Or this week. 0.75. You're saying 0.75? What, they've been doing 1.5? They've been doing 75. 75? Yeah. Hmm. Percent? 0.75%? Yeah, that's what they've been doing. Okay. Yeah, I don't know. If, if they do anything besides that, I don't know. I think they'll do, fi- I think they'll do I think 50 basis points. 50? They won't do, I, I think a quarter basis point is too low and the job markets are doing way too good still. Yeah? Yeah. We still, we still have room to f- mess people up. <laughs> Damn. We have so much room to make things hit the fan. Yeah. We may not want to. That They're going to say it's necessary. Whatever, whoever argues either side, I don't, I think it is necessary. Maybe oh. it's not. I think the job market is going to get a real big hit, but not because of that. It's because of what we're going to talk about next week. Sure. <laughs> I don't. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Maybe for sure. But rates are fun. I'm going to call it 50 basis points. 50 basis points. Now. And I think market went down today. Markets went down today. Crypto. Now, I don't know about crypto market. I know stock, stock went down a little bit. Stocks were a little down. Now, we'll see. We'll see what Jay Powell's got to say. That's a. It's, that's, always, it's always fun when that guy gets on there. I mean, that's a, that's a, one of the most powerful men in, in the world. In the world. Absolutely. Jay Powell? One of the most influential. He controls money, dog. Controls the, he you, controls how you borrow your American money. American money. Yeah. That's wild. Alrighty. We can get to the MetaMask stuff now. MetaMask. So, it was big news last year, last week. I did it again. I did it again. You got issues. <laughs> last week, um, MetaMask updated their terms and conditions, their policy policies on... Uh, like they're overall like how they use the business stuff right what uh, like they're they're no <laughs> they're try policy. that one more time for me dog <laughs> all right so essentially they are going to start collecting they say they're going to start collecting uh ip addresses and uh other like like kyc type information you got a specific uh points in which they said that what was changed on their policies so they didn't say anything changed actually this they said the wording changed mm-hmm. f- 
from that. They said that we're gonna we're trying to make it more clear in what we collect. Okay, They're, but people are taking it as I think that they that they, they're starting to do that. Yeah, well, I think either one is bad. I think my assumption is they are already collecting they it. Already now they're it. changing mm-hmm. the way it's worded. I also think no one ever read the privacy policies of any ex- of anything. Because why would you? We don't read policies. We just use the use the application. Nah, there's lawyers out there that do it for sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They didn't tell you like they collected. What did they collect? I wrote about this. You're like I got it. I got it. No, but I have it. Open. Yeah, it's, it was definitely what is definitely that that they said that they uh, clarified their their terms and conditions. Um, not so much that they're actually changing it, just making sure that people are on the same page. Yeah. Knowing that they are collecting the information. Well, it's not MetaMask collecting. Let's make that clear as well. It's not MetaMask. It's not MetaMask. The, the like wallet this, itself. Yeah, yeah it's uh, one of their service providers, and in, Infura, which is owned by Consensus, mm-hmm. I think, or something like that. Um. So. Did you did you write did you write that down? Right. What? I don't know. I thought I thought you were looking for something. What? If they're owned by Consensus? No, something else. No, I'm on their privacy policies. Oh, okay. Why would I write that down if it's all on their thing? Okay. Yeah. Well, yeah. So essentially, MetaMask has this um, service that they use um, uh, that they don't actively do themselves um, by Infura, which is uh, they set up the, MetaMask set up their wallet. Uh, they need to interact for them to interact with the blockchain. They need what's called an RPC node. Um, or an art like a, 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 another computer running a specific service for them, and thus the the co- the company that runs that service for them collects uh, user information. Uh, and MetaMask was just making sure that people knew what user information is being collected. Um, the reason why this is important is because uh, when you start collecting some information, it can affect overall services uh, and just access to information or different different websites and different uh yeah services services do what i was gonna ask you a question uh i was i thought of a question halfway forgot it anyways the the rpc node uh is essentially how these the metamask wallet communicates with uh the network and there are ways so essentially infura's uh rpc is not the end-all be-all for your metamask configuration you can change that in the settings to other um public or decentralized rpc nodes um which i'll go over but i'm gonna have to look for those in the notes just to make sure that we don't miss steps because i'm not gonna do that right now um what happened i don't know i feel like you were you lost your train of thought and you're looking no uh, i said what i was gonna do i said i was gonna look for the like specific steps on how, how to switch your rpc yeah on how to switch rpcs um because essentially the fact okay so what happens is that Infura's RPC is a centralized service, and there's other ser- there's other ways of doing this, of changing your RPC because it's not a like a hard configuration on on MetaMask. Um, that you could change it to another one. And yes, you're right. It is a consensus. 
that yeah. owns yeah Infra. I'm trying to know my stuff every now and then off the top off the dome so I would like to row uh, while he's doing that we can also just touch on like information that MetaMask does collect if y'all heard that he dropped a poker piece with a QR code on it so like for an example some of the things that MetaMask does collect is like reading this off MetaMask consensus privacy policies on their website you guys can check it out is identify information such as your first name, last name, username, similar identifiers, title, date of birth, and gender. So whenever you're using the Infira um, service, well, PRP, what was it again? PCR? No. RPC. RPC, that word. Whenever you're using any of that, it connects to their information and then it registers whatever whatever transaction you're trying to approve on your wallet, it will log it. So that in that moment, that transaction, you're... Um, what was the word I was going to use? It was a... Uh, Your IP address? No. Whatever transaction you are conducting in that time would cause it to be registered. So whatever information that, that has to be transferred, they're going to record it, essentially. And it, it varies. Like, they cover a lot. So, like, one of the ones that I... It kind of annoyed me with MetaMask is financial information such as a bank number and bank routing number, financial assets, holdings, and doesn't say anything else it just says and really yes <laughs> so i'm assuming it could be two things it's just and something else or the technical the last part is the technical information such as your ethereum wallet address application programming infera's api key and network information regarding transactions so essentially if you use like in within metamask uh the service to buy or you buy crypto with your uh with your debit card directly from there or your bank information, it will record it. Un unlike if you sign up for Coinbase, they're going to record it as well. But you're, it's a it's a specific tool, versus a wallet. It's supposed to be anonymous. Um, yeah. So yeah, whenever a wallet starts collecting information, like assume that info like somehow that that info can be compromised. Um, yeah. And if if there's information that can be correlated to you then it might not work out for um operational security purposes like it's just a uh, open vulnerabilities that's unnecessary i just it just kind of bothered me because if you're already giving it up up front to like an exchange that requires kycs and you're okay using that i don't see why one it should collect it and two, why would anyone want to be using the MetaMask service like to buy within? Because it's always more expensive anyways. So they charge higher fees and stuff. But that tracking really irked me. Well, like, let's say you're in a country that doesn't let you have access to, to um, certain exchanges. You could always just... If there's someone's willing to do that transaction for you, even though if it's at a markup and you want that asset... You can't buy with, on, uh, with a debit card on to buy an asset like that. I mean, I'm sure that they you would have. buy the USDC and then you would trade it, but you wouldn't be able to pay them in fiat through MetaMask to to buy the asset. So why why would you need to put in the to buy from directly from MetaMask? Mm -hmm. How you, you know the, how you buy that, on wallets? Uh huh. Same that same process. So you, like you buy a specific coin from MetaMask's ex exchange from not their exchange it's like a th it's a thing they have like you know like 
you, if you click on it to buy something, it redirects you to something else. A payment, some type of payment processor? Yeah, to buy it. It's that kind of thing. But it looks like it's their own, so they're tracking mm. it versus on other exchanges or on other wallets, it's like a third party. So it won't be the exchange, the wallet tracking it, it would be a third party. That's why it's always recommended never to use any of that so that it doesn't get tracked. Yeah. Okay. Did you find the thing you were looking for? Yeah, yeah it was just a, a, th- a thread that I was uh, that I wanted to to retweet on on our Twitter page at sc underscore egs. Um, so essentially, uh, when you open up your MetaMask wallet, you're gonna want to click on the drop down menu that says Ethereum mainnet, um, and then from there you're gonna see like a list of different um, Ethereum networks. You s- at the bottom there's gonna be a button that says Add Network. And when you, you, so you're gonna click on that button. This is add network. Um, and then that's gonna take you to another page, um, like the add network page in the settings menu for MetaMask. Um, you're gonna add network manually. Um, this specific thread recommends using the po- pocket network um, as the RPC. Um, there's some information within the thread that you would have to just input into text text fields. And then once you save it, uh, like boom that's it your rpc has been updated to that POC network um there are different rpcs out there um there's actually three different types of like um types of rpcs um so like uh public private and then just general alternative ones um so public ones would be like infuras a private one would be an rpc network that you're running yourself that would be more complicated to get into but then the alternative ones would be um like decentralized like the pocket network sorry for the quick cutoff william had to rip a very fat fart and he didn't want anyone yo don't y'all tell put me on blast like that dog (laughs) no i'm kidding it was a phone or he's not kidding it was just a phone call we had a little phone call coming in but where were you you left off on your talk about the rpcs yeah so like the three different types of rpcs the private public and then the alternative ones alternative being like decentralized um private ones are like just ones that you like your own rpc node hence private but those are more complicated to run i actually don't even know how to set those up myself uh, so like setting up your own ethereum node to run it yeah that was one of them right yeah like you, but you need to set up your whole node to do yeah, it yeah you're gonna That's need more technical you're gonna need 32 staked eth for that one yeah, it's kind of crazy now they mentioned that i'm sorry to go on this little tangent the fact that there's there's multiple people who have staked 32 eth and we don't they don't know where they're getting it back yeah that's wild. That's like when I first found out that ETH was going into like staking protocol, uh, proof of stake, like officially, and I, I read, I was like, oh, you'll get it whenever you ETH, get it. You'll get it whenever ETH is. Um, That's crazy. Fully 2.0, and I was like, I don't know if I feel comfortable. That's with that. wild. I also say that's wild because you're people people are both there's on both sides people are saying ETH is centralized or too centralized to be considered a commodity or another are saying it's centralized it's decentralized enough that it is a commodity mm-hmm. and it's not a security mm-hmm. I'm not going to get into whether it is or isn't that's up to you <laughs> that's, a, you know, that's a debate <laughs> that's a debate that we, they, they're going to figure out soon enough like regulations come that's going to be figured out but I Even, believe it's actually registered as a commodity right now. It is. Under, under, like under the, the current. Yeah. 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 They don't know that's going to stick. Though. Yeah. They don't know if that's going to stick. Because it, 
Because Vitalik is a very prominent figure. That's the entire argument, that how much control does the creator or the centralized eight, uh, government, government governance agency over, like, mm-hmm. you know, you, who created Ether, how much impact do they have on it? Which, as of right now, it's a lot, because right now there's an X amount of ETH state that you no one could touch until the owners of ETH go, oh, yeah, it's released now. Flip a switch, mm-hmm. essentially. Which is kind of wild. Yeah. Drop the pen. It's okay. We, we drop things sometimes. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> we do drop things. Um, but yeah, uh, that is the the hot topic of... Of ETH? Of ETH. Dude. It's like the ETH versus Bitcoin war. You see, Bitcoin's a full-on commodity. Yeah. There's no one person you can bl- put Who's the blame on. Satoshi. You can blame Satoshi Nakamoto. But you don't know who Satoshi is, so you can't put the blame on it. Satoshi Nakamoto. Yeah, whoever that is. Whoever that is. I don't know. Uh, yeah, I'm yeah. Satoshi Nakamoto. He, do you, dog? That that would have lasted between us. <laughs> I, I don't. You would have had to kill me. <laughs> I'd have had to been dead for you to be Satoshi. It'd be like, no, nah, 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 this guy knows what's up. He knows. You're not. Are you telling me you're not Satoshi Nakamoto? No, I'm Vitalik. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm the creator. Of Heath. He, just, I just let him take the light. I don't want to be famous. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I was just like, oh, you can have it. You just start I have here. a wallet with like a million ETH. Yeah. You just started it up and you're like, okay, you handing it, handing it off. Essentially. I was looking for the privacy policies for this wallet that I, that seemed interesting. It's called the Clever Wallet. From I don't remember if it did or didn't have, or I think Atomic Wallet didn't have. No, Atomic Wallet did have privacy policies. Privacy policies. I, don't, I think Clever. I don't remember now, man. Yeah. So typically if a wallet requires my email, I'm not a big fan of it. That yeah, that has a that that means it has a privacy policy, because yeah. they're collecting some sort of information that you may not want to be collected. So essentially, you want to look. Obviously, hard wallets don't have any privacy policy because the information is fully de. It's yours. It's your complete ownership, and no wallet requires you to sign in with an email or anything. It's all like your keys or your password to log into the wallet itself. Yeah. These these. Uh, so I think this this comes with the territory of regulations and everything else is if you want the mainstream to come in there's only one way to do it is by making sure there it's easier it's difficult the only way to have mainstream people adapt to it is making it easy enough for them to understand it and have access to it but that takes away the level of security that the true web three believers want to have like the true ownership of it yeah i uh, uh took me a little second to see where you're getting at but yeah absolutely there's going to be some trade-offs Yo, sometimes it takes a second it's just no i wasn't sure where you're getting i wasn't sure what your point was but yeah it takes some trade-offs um to get people comfortable with it like like at first the uh, the cyber the the cypherpunks they were all about crypto like they want nothing to do with the government they want the government not to have nothing to do with with crypto or bitcoin specifically at the time but everyone knew like at least it was it seems like current understanding like there's gonna have to be some regulations for people to feel comfortable to interact with it but it's how much yeah just how much regulation it's just a matter of like okay at least from where i'm standing right now definitely any agency that's interacting with it should be regulated to a degree as in like how they're interacting like if they're if they are um like ex- holding it for someone else for someone else specifically so an exchange yeah like an exchange then there should be regulations for that if an agency is just like conducting 
like transactions like oh i am accepting it as payment and using it as payment i mean that should be very simple like so i guess it goes into like multiple things because like as of right now there are no regulations and there's no way to submit anything for approval Mm -hmm. there's no portal within the government to be like oh i'm creating this business xyz business not even a business i'm creating this token Mm -hmm. because all these tokens are unregistered and the majority are securities Mm -hmm. so the majority are either going to get regulated or i stop that's the whole ripple argument right now like solana to eth all of them yeah anything that's not bitcoin is looked at security right now mm-hmm. well it might be considered security depending on how the laws are yeah, placed yeah. so it's 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 okay if you are security yeah, i'm curious about like how like i wish there was one of those portals because i'm curious how like helium would would do on so essentially the way what makes it security is if is there is one entity that has either created a bunch of it and has sold it to the public and have, like for example they create a 100 million and they give 20 million out and they keep 80 uh disclosing that so if you're a private entity they haven't disclosed that so like they're saying part of the regulation has to be full disclosure of like movement of assets who owns what assets where are they going to be created how much of like full-on detailed which some uh cryptos or tokens don't do properly mm-hmm. like they don't fully share the idea or if for example um, I'm going to print another million ETH for, for example, mm-hmm. or is going to be made. Like that's part of the thing going up for vote. You can't vote. It can't happen. And then you tell everybody before it happens, you have the duty to be like, cause it's something that's traded. Be like, Hey, this is something that's going to happen within the next couple of days. Be aware. So everyone else is like, okay, we know that this is going to happen. This is going to affect price because X amounts going to thing like a stock split it has yeah. to be voted on and approved. And then the SEC has to be like, also approves it. Yeah. It's also kind of uh, resembles like fiat currency also, like how... Some of them are. Yeah, yeah. some of them. Oop, hit the mic. USDC, Tether. Those are stable coins. They're all stable Those coins. are definitely securities. That. Because those are issued by someone... By, uh, so uh, by an agency that says, okay, yeah, we, we, we got this backed. And some do, maybe they don't. We don't know. Well, to what degree? We, like, it's not fully said mm-hmm. transparently, which is part of the issue. They have to have be held to the to standard of you need to know, like mm-hmm. as be in the public. They should have the fiduciary duties to say how companies do. But that ideally, you would depending on what you're trying to do, you should have heavier regulation or less. Like exchanges should be much more regulated because it's more they're trying to do a bigger thing if you're trying to create uh sometimes crypto coin or whatever maybe it's a little less regulated because it's more of a niche market it's smaller it, you shouldn't have to pay 25 million a year to keep it running yeah it's yeah, not it like, like it's not year. possible mm-hmm. but maybe it should be a thousand a, a thousand a month two thousand a month mm-hmm. like a, a much more reasonable price the varying on the severity of that your that, that fee would go towards like the regulators would be that what the fee you mean the government it just yeah. goes to the government don't regulators your taxes go to the government not the regular it all, it's all the same <laughs> it's, all, it's, all, it's the all the same don't do that it's all the same it's all the government <laughs> they're all taking your money um actually i was gonna ask do you know how much uh u.s dollars there are in circulation like how that like how much of it yeah i don't know it, because that's like it like that's kind of like similar to like the whole issue with uh with uh these coins if some centralized agency can just print out more money or destroy some money out of thin air then 
it's kind of hard to like consider so like okay so here's another question i guess is a u.s are fiat currencies considered securities or commodities or what fiat currencies considered securities Those are securities yeah yeah okay i wasn't sure i i didn't remember Okay, yeah, so, like, if I buy, like, like a euro, that's, like, a securities um, market. Or, or is it, it's a, correction, it's not securities, it's a currency market. It's just currency. They're traded They're in just their own, currencies within, are with their own regulations and stuff like that. Uh-huh. That's crazy. So, circulation reached a record high of 2283.85 in October. I think that's billions? Yeah. Two hundred twenty-eight three point eighty-five billion. It's billion I or trillion. It, maybe a trillion. It's probably trillion. I can't read this number if I'm honest with you. My brain isn't registering it. It's just too many, too many I, digits. It's weird. I haven't seen it like this. It could be trillion. I'm not saying it's, it isn't. Where, where am I looking at? Where am I looking at? Uh, just read the first sentence or second sentence. It'll tell you right there. The fiscal year 2002 print order ranges from 6.9 billion notes to 9.7 billion notes. But continue reading. Okay. The lower range of the order is a decrease of about 0.1 billion notes or 1.6% from the BEP's final delivery of 7 billion notes. Oh, yo, you, oh, okay, never mind. You saw, oh, uh, no, you read the top I read part. the top. Yeah, no, the yeah, second yeah. one, you, I didn't. Okay. It's okay. So, United States currencies in circulation was 2,283 bill. Oh, what the heck? No, that's, I see what you mean. It's 2283.85100. Yeah, that's a, that is actually... So, so that looks like uh, if I were to consider what I'm looking at, each digit would represent one billion. So that looks like two thousand two hundred eighty-three thousand trillions. I don't know what you just said to me, but maybe. So we're gonna get back to you with this number. Yeah, because that's actually like this. Actually, we can. That looks. My brain can't register. Right that now. looks kind of wild. Um, my brain cannot register that. Are currency securities? I think the currency, like they're rich, maybe. Oh, oh, what? They're all talking about cryptocurrencies. No, just put fiat currency. Yeah, you have to, dude. Yeah, we gotta you, be specific we, nowadays. You changed it. We gotta, we gotta be specific these days. We changed the label. Fiat money. What is it? How does it work? Pros and cons. Fiat money is a currency that government has declared to be legal tender, but it's not backed by a physical commodity, so it's not a commodity. The value of fiat. Uh, the fiat is derived by the derived from the relationship between supply and demand and the stability of the issuing government. Okay, rather than the worth of a commodity back most, so it looks like a it sounds like a security. Major global currencies uh, include the U.S. dollar, the euro. Fiat monies give central banks great control over the economy because they can have control of how much money is printed most modern paper currencies such as u.s dollar fiat currencies one danger of fiat money is that the government can print too much of it so it's definitely not security resulting in hyperinflation it's not security it's not a commodity either what makes you say it's not a security so they literally just said it wasn't security where on google okay i'm on the investopedia that's crazy 
So yeah, it looked like it just considered a currency. I guess the, I, I guess I, I guess that. I guess the the alternate factor is that it relies on the stability of the issuing government. I think that's like the 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 like part of it. The differentiating yeah. factor. So it has like a different thing backing it. I but yeah, there a currency is a currency then. Fiat money. It's fiat money. It's fiat money. It's just not. It's not crypto. It's not securities. It's not commodities. It's fiat. This podcast has been all over the place today. It, it has been all over the place. Yeah. It's. A, we're sorry. Yeah. I'm sorry. <laughs> You're the one who wanted to start off. I just feel like throwing a wrench at Alex today. <laughs> oh, bro. Yeah, we're having a good time. We out here. We out here. All right. So I think it's a good time to remind the people. Oh. About next Monday. No, the, the Monday this coming Monday coming up yeah four days four days from when this podcast gets posted yeah we're gonna you know be hosting that event some sometimes crypto happy happy hour, hour event at, at the bend the one and only the bend the bend I said that like four times yeah but we're going to be at the bend <laughs> yep. there's gonna be an art showcase some wild art's gonna be shown yeah some be ready really cool <clears throat> it's wild there might be vetting next time nah Nah, why vet? Why vet? We're definitely gonna be vetting Just, next time. <laughs> any art that's sent, not this time, it's gonna be the wild wild art west out here. Art is art. Okay. <laughs> wild wild west out here. Woo-woo. Um, we're gonna be helping people set up crypto wallets. That's yeah. Just like the whole thing that. It's like our our thing right there. That's our thing. It's our thing. We just want to help people, you know, take small steps into crypto. Yeah. And making sure if we get a wallet for them and they want to get on exchange the next time. They can get on exchange and have somewhere to move those funds if they're trying to hold it. Yep. Yeah. If you got if you got funds on an exchange, get get it out of there. Easy. I would advise to take it out unless you're gonna you're willing it. to have it there and you're trying to you know do DeFi or whatever with them. Yeah. If you're trading, that's a risk you're gonna be willing you're gonna have to be willing to accept. But if you're not trading, if you're going as a like kind of like invest like an actual like investment. If you're just trying to hold it there, bottle, don't move it. Yeah. Don't don't. If you're trying it. to use it and stuff like that, you have to bite the bullet. Exchanges are meant to do that. Exchange, not not store. Not there. store. Not hold. They're not called storages. Until forever. But also, we're gonna be at the bends. It's on our on our podcast. I mean, on our podcast, on our Instagram page and our Twitter. Yeah. The Instagram is sometimes crypto, and what is the Twitter? SC underscore AGS. Sometimes crypto is taken. Just search up Aguirre and Grio. It should hopefully show up. Yeah, hopefully. It also if only anything, follows us two. For no, no. I followed Michael Saylor, Coinbase, and CoinMarketCap. Never mind, it follows more people than I thought. <laughs> Not the same. But it only follows very limited amount. Yeah. If anything, it only has two followers at the moment. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> maybe when you maybe when they see this, it's a, it's a very volatile number. Right? Um, but no, I think yeah, yeah, it's on our link tree on our Instagram. So if you already follow us there, just you check out. Just link click tree. on the there. Yeah. Check out the podcast. Also the event bright is also on the pod on the link tree. Um we'd love to see your names pop up on that and just uh excite us for the event a little bit. Yeah, more. we just want to see people show up. Hopefully we get a good turnaround. Yeah, I mean and then hopefully you guys stick around for the next one. Yeah, I'm excited. I I'm it's right there. Yeah, it's it's literally so right, no matter literally what. right around the corner. We're gonna be doing it. And we're gonna keep on doing it, no matter what. And it, and <laughs> honestly, starting next year, we're gonna start. You know, we started some things today yeah, yeah. to set up the new year. Twenty twenty three is gonna be a big year for us. Twenty twenty two was a, a lot of like headaches, consolidation, a lot of learning, like, like figuring it out. Um, 
We're making some progress. We expect to continue making some progress. Some more progress will be made. Yep. What's our time at? Uh, 48 minutes and five seconds. Oh, we got time. We got time. I mean, yeah. You want to talk about something else? Um, Twitter files? You want to talk about that? That's a, We're just all over the place at this point. <laughs> so if you, Twitter uh, files? <laughs> okay. So Elon had Matt Taibbi release some of the Twitter information of the Hunter Biden laptop, that famous laptop story that was uh, told by the government to these, you know, large uh, social media platforms to be like, hey, this is misinformation. You got to be worried about this. This is Russia. This is all this bullshit. And, and apparently Twitter it's not. Was, Twitter was involved. Twitter took a big piece. Not just that it was involved for that. And not that it was just the Democratic side at that time. But also Republicans asked for favors in Twitter. And people did what they asked for. Yes. To the, to so from what I saw, Twitter employees donated a lot of money to... Uh, Democrats part, to, to party to political parties to political parties to yes both of them. Uh, I say Democrats just because Twitter employees you can find it there I think it are ninety three percent of like all of Twitter's uh, like all the money that was donated from Twitter employees ninety three percent or some something like that went towards okay towards to where <laughs> towards the left okay I say that yeah so I I am a Democrat it was it was a large number depending on the day of the week and. And then uh, the smaller percentage obviously went towards the right. Um, but either way, but both that being said, both yeah. Both groups called in favors, yeah, the, and Twitter did favors for both groups. Yeah, of course. These Oh, what a surprise. These large tech companies are colluding with the government. However, the fact that they f did what you can consider some sort of fraud because they held and hid information. The wildest part to me is the fact that they hid information from DMs, from direct messages. So if you were trying to send that article through direct message, you weren't allowed to. Oh, really? That's crazy that they blocked you from saying that. I was like, yeah, this is wild. Yeah, because one thing is like uh, retweeting it, posting it, and then it just being like shadow banned. Yeah, like, like it's just but not. No, no, you it's were not just showing not able to transmit it. Like, like not even sharing it at all. That's also just blatant, like just up in your face. No, Dude. you can't send this. So the, I'm gonna ask you the question. Let's. I'm asking the question. Oh God. Assume. <laughs> assume. Let's take this uh, article and let's take the the laptop with a nice little grain of salt. If it wasn't hidden, do we have a different president? If it no. wasn't suppressed, why would we? Because that would have swayed voters. The entire laptop is. Did that happen before your election? Yes, it was. It happened 700 days. It happened two three months before the election occurred oh oh okay ah i thought this happened no. i thought this was all stuff that happened like no 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 no. this is why it was I such a big issue i don't remember too much about it though. it was because it was suppressed uh, <laughs> how would you remember it literally what we're talking about is i see it was I see. So they did their job. It did what it was supposed to do. They they did you don't know that job. it was before the election. Yeah, I thought this was something that happened like no, during like nope. like like right during after, the election like, process. Yeah, it was during not, all of it. Not during the election process, but like during uh, Biden's. Uh, no, happened before. It was literally months before election. The laptop story was popping up. 
they were like, we cannot have this, and it was going away. Do we know what was on the laptop? Yes, it's out. Okay. They inter mm. PBD interviewed the guy who found who got the laptop. Mm -hmm. He told his story. It was there was pictures of uh, Hunter Biden doing hella drugs, smoking crack. Oh uh, uh, yeah. And, uh, but it wasn't just that. There was also information of money being paid out to who was being paid out mm. a bunch of stuff mm -hmm. like they're saying that th okay yeah okay so hunter biden smoking crack that's irrelevant no but they're saying but that people getting money that's that's yeah, a little bit they're more saying important that, what they're saying is that hunter biden was the bag man for jojo i see he's the fall guy no no the bag man he was just grabbing the money okay and giving it to, to dad mm -hmm. that's what they're saying i don't know if it's true or not I don't... Yeah, yeah, that's... I'm just dealing with what it is. What the information That's what is. this information is. Damn, the fact that you didn't know it was before, yeah, though? Yeah, no, from my, from my understanding, I thought it was, like, just something... I thought there's, like, a, a whole thing. Oh, Hunter Biden's been colluding with, it, with large agencies, global agencies. And, oh, like, like this was happening during Biden's administration. Nope. This was all before Biden's before. administration. No, what they're saying is the, what's on the laptop is not from even... That, that year they're saying it's years multiple maybe like two three years of information on there you said pbd had the guy who found the laptop on yeah on, so the laptop story is the laptop was taken in to get repaired because it was broken mm -hmm. he went to fix it he said it was fixed they opened it and then he requested hey it's fixed whatever so you can come get it he never they never came to get it after a certain amount of time it becomes his property mm -hmm. that's how the contract's written so when it became his he opened it up to get it cleaned out they didn't go and pick up the laptop no these people are wild these well, people are wild. well they're assuming hunter biden is the one who dropped it off <laughs> and he didn't go back to pick it up <laughs> so they just repaired the laptop got it fixed they once it became the property of the owner yeah that's it I guess. he got into it mm -hmm. and then his dad and his uncle and all this were like for work for the government he gave them the laptop he went to the higher-ups to give it mm. to turn in the laptop the government was telling him a hush hush nothing mm -hmm. crazy. that's crazy watch the podcast bro well i think you three days to watch it i remember seeing uh some type of like meeting like it was like a, one of these like uh hearings public hearings um i don't remember who was like who called the hearing or who, or who it was that like was directing it but the director of the fbi was there also some really high up FBI official and the guy was saying he's like do you know where the where the Hunter Biden's laptop is right now and the director didn't know he's like I can't tell you he's like no no do you know he's like no I don't know he's like okay I got it like, I have it right now <laughs> that's wild I don't know man shit's wild out there yeah. but the whole thing is now like how much could have affected the election if it would have there's with, so, so what information was on it why that's so the question because i think it is enough to, if the information is accurate yeah we if, would have had a different there president. is money being moved around i think there might have been a lot of money being moved i mean yeah and the thing is at this point then, yeah. it's already after the midterms you can't you can't, you yeah. can't reverse anything no, you can't it doesn't matter no you can't. it doesn't it really so like doesn't the democrats matter. right now are like this is the biggest w they can get <laughs> Yeah, yeah, they're like, oh, we got, we got the, Democrats. we got what we wanted. We got, it's and deadlock. Next year's, a, next two years is a different story. Different story. But we can't do anything at yeah. this point. Yeah, wild, that's crazy. Yo, I'm gonna be honest. Politics are nasty. U.S. elections, the craziest war zone. There's a reason why I don't want it on on chain because you can't fuck. You with can't chain. fuck with it. You can't. I mean, it's also complicated, but yeah, you can't. Alex, 
Okay. We, we don't think we have enough people that we can make that happen. Oh, absolutely. All right, then. So it's just because, you know, it's it gives um, too much transparency to a corrupt too. system. Yeah. Uh, we don't need to get into it, but we can bring it up. You also saw the news how the, the Pentagon is miscounting. Well, they don't know yeah. we're like yeah. 60 something they also, percent. Yeah. So, <laughs> it's not a surprise that the, 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 the head, head of, of, the, of the FBI couldn't find Hunter Biden's laptop, but the, the Pentagon also can't find it. It was over 50% of its assets. Of its assets. <laughs> Which I didn't know this. It's the fifth year in a row they failed that. Yeah, it's not the first time they failed it. You know, it's not over fifty percent of your ass. This is crazy, man. Uh, the like America's like um, the largest defense. It's, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's crazy, guys. We live in wild times. No, yeah, the wildest of times. I don't think, I don't think there's ever been as much stuff going on as now in one period of. T- I think there maybe there wasn't, but also if there was, there was only communicating it. Yeah, yeah. Like now the, the way, it's everywhere. Yeah, now it's just there. It's like the entropy. What? Entropy. I think you said this before. Yeah. Uh, things get b- more chaotic as time progresses. Fair enough. Yeah, that's but, why. Like, it's like a whole thing with, like, uh, quantum computing also. That's it's like what quantum computing is trying to solve. That's a whole other thing. Yeah, that's a whole other thing also. <laughs> that's too many topics and topics. But no, this this is crazy times we're living in for sure. And this is a messy podcast to be listening to. This is, yeah, this is a prime example. <laughs> prime example. We talked about... We talked about... SBF... <laughs> Uh, MetaMask, MetaMask, ec- wallets, exchanges, mm-hmm. what are proof of reserves? This has just been a hectic podcast. Yeah. Oh, Hunter Biden. Hunter Biden. We got political. Twitter files. Elon Twitter Musk files. For a second. Huh? Elon Musk for like, he was. I mean, Elon dropped it. I don't know if whoever else does it. Elon doesn't drop it. Yeah. We'll see what Elon does. Maybe hopefully Twitter doesn't go to his head. You know, it'll be a fun thing I want to do next year at the end of this year. Yeah. At, at the end of next year. Yeah run run through all of our podcasts uh like just like how many times we say specific words in in each episode we're gonna have ai do that one yeah yeah it'll definitely be like an algorithm that does that uh, <laughs> that's a hit for next week all right well we're running up we're running up on time we're not we're not we just but i feel like it's, we feel like this one's already a little messy yeah it's just we don't want to add get more. more messy yeah okay thank you for but listening. wait oh what's going on next monday Oh yeah. Catches at the bends. Catches. Sometimes crypto. Happy hour. Happy hour. Don't for, don't forget follow us on Instagrams. They're posted on the descriptions I think. On YouTube's. Yeah, they are. We're also posted on YouTube. Go check us out. It's all audio. That's going to change real soon. Real soon. Things are going to happen there. We're making moves. Making moves. Spending money. Spending money, getting better. Getting better. At spending money. Always. It's been another week of favorite podcast. Sometimes crypto. The unscripted crypto podcast. Ayo. 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 Thank <laughs> you.